0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, it's uh, been a little bit. Uh, we took a quick break because uh, your, one of your co-hosts here got COVID. Um, but that's what you gotta do sometimes in the biz
1: yeah and the other one somehow miraculously avoided it
0: yeah we live in a house with three people um and two of us got COVID and you dodged it like fucking jumping through the flaming hoops in Mario yeah that you do Mario I don't know <laughs>
1: eh, maybe Sonic but
0: yeah either <laughs> way yeah luckily I somehow avoided it yeah so I'm uh, lucky for you uh and we were practicing uh safe uh podcast distancing yeah but we are back uh we had some time to catch up on our Superman business because we are not done yet uh, other podcasts might have used this as an excuse to say you know what we'll spare ourselves we're not going to watch superman 4 we're going to do something
1: better <laughs> See, i us. was i was feeling doomed the entire week i was like god we're gonna have to watch that two and a half hour fucking kevin spacey lex oh, luther oh no we're not going to do that mostly. and then i that's... totally forgot that superman ford was a thing and boy was it a lot oh, more fun than re-watching. i was imagining yeah, oh yeah no, no, definitely we're
0: definitely not going to watch that one with brian singer and kevin spacey that's yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a double uh-oh. yeah
1: uh, i don't want to watch that yeah neither
0: do i um but this, uh, this movie was a treat. Oh, yeah. Um, if you've seen at least Superman 1 and 2, like I, before we get too far into it, I'll say, it, it, as far as the, all four of them go, I'll give my, my overall one-word verdict. Uh, Superman 1, watch it. Yeah, you can watch that. Not a one-word yeah. verdict, but you can watch it. Uh, <laughs> second one, worth watching. You can watch that one, too. Yeah. Third one, forget it exists. Skip it. It it, it never happened. No. (laughs) People talk about a Superman 3, but it doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, that one should never have been made. Superman 4, you should
0: watch, but know that it... Is it's uh, bad? It's a wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it is worth watching. It is fun to watch. Uh, yeah, unlike three, which was bad for all the wrong reasons. Exactly.
1: Anytime this movie is bad, it is just a fucking ride. <laughs> hysterical. <I love> it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I can't tell if they kind of knew where they were leaning, or if like they actually were taking themselves more seriously than what was coming across. But either way, it ended up basically working for the most part. No, I think it's the latter
0: because it reminds me of. Of, um, do you remember when we did the Swamp Thing movies? Yep. Uh, go back and watch those episodes because the, there's if you didn't know there's Swamp Thing movies, there are. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, there's two of them. Yeah. Two of them in a TV show. Yep. Uh, we watched Swamp Thing 1, and it is basically just this, like, takes itself pretty seriously, but still a very B-horror movie, Yeah, um, like, in the swampy. It's like you'd expect. Oh, it's Bigfoot, but he's made of plants. Exactly. Um, And it, it, it's kind of, like, boring bad, in a way, but the second one just decides, fuck it. We're just going to be <laughs> ludicrous. We've lost our minds. And they just go balls to the wall, just uh, ham it up, like... Completely like a spoof of a B movie, and it's fantastic. Like yeah, Swamp Thing does a thumbs up.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the greatest, and <laughs> also created a great, great uh, GIF.
0: So I compare it to that because this one felt like they knew what they were doing. Like yeah. it, it became I like it became stupid to the point of like they're waving at us and giving us the thumbs up, like Swamp Thing.
1: Exactly, and no knock against uh, Christopher Reeve, but like he has a story by credit in this. So like I think they just kind of winged this movie. <laughs> they just kind of threw a bunch of ideas together and just like let's do it. And uh, at least Superman's in this one, which is more than I can say about
0: the one we talked about last episode. Yeah. And Lois Lane's actually. Lois ended. Lane's in this movie.
1: That yeah. what a relief.
0: <laughs> right? Um, like I I like the woman who played Lana. Like she could have been in this, but you gotta have Lois in a Superman movie. Oh, definitely. That's just that doesn't work without her.
1: Yeah, and the the other like love interest character, like that the one that fills that, and like her dad are like equally good characters. Oh yeah, the uh, the evil CEO. We'll talk about yeah. uh, We'll get to it. We'll get to (laughs) it. He's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, he was Um, the greatest. But short verdict: if
0: you if you're one of those people who only listens to the first five uh, minutes of a podcast and then you get to the place and you forget to finish the episode, like yeah. Just walk away with that knowledge. Go watch Superman 4. You don't even need to watch the other ones. No. I guess you do kind of to know that. Just it, the only thing you need to know is that at one point Clark Kent scrambled Lois Lane's mind for no reason and without her consent.
1: And the rules of it are constantly changing. Yeah. Like she cannot <laughs> remember,
0: like she can't keep Clark Kent and Superman straight, and it's really tragic. Oh, yeah. Like it, <laughs> it's, it's never
1: acknowledged. Yeah, it's like borderline, like. I don't know if we're actually supposed to be feeling bad for her or if it's like ah isn't this wacky.
0: I I don't think they want to like it doesn't seem like they're playing it up for
1: like <laughs> t- like they I don't
0: think they know that that was something you can't do. <laughs> like you can't twist someone's memory and then gaslight them into no that's <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's problematic.
0: Uh so that's the one thing you need to know is that yeah Superman did some memory uh, shenanigans
1: and that uh, Lex Luthor was a thing and was in jail. That's I about guess, it. but
0: that that part you can fill in. Like, oh, Lex Luthor starts in jail. I wonder who put him there. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. yeah.
1: <laughs> true, true. Uh,
0: but yeah. So you can just go in watching that movie. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of what we're gonna be talking about today, uh, besides Superman Four, is we're going to actually be finishing um our discussion on the New Fifty Two Action Comics run um i i forgot that this run was so short i didn't think we'd be finishing it so soon but this is actually perfect timing because we're talking about superman 4 so yeah true uh, and now we have literally no reason to watch that brian singer movie <laughs> so um that'll be what we're talking about today it's the conclusion of what we were reading um one thing I am happy about, too, uh, well, we'll get into it. We'll introduce the creative team before we get officially into what we're doing here. Before I get into it uh, too far, I do you want to remind everyone that we are over on Twitter, over at Agents of Podcast, if you want to follow us over there to find out what we're reading ahead of time and get any updates about what's going on in case any of us get COVID again. And suddenly, there's not an episode. You might find out why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so what we're going to be reading today is, uh, like I said, the conclusion of New 52 Action Comics. This is written by Grant Morrison. Uh, the backup issues is written by Shali Finch, which I also highly recommend reading mm-hmm. um we have art uh mainly by rags morales but we do also have guest artists uh gene ha and um uh, travel foreman was the other guest artist one thing i'm really happy about uh that we've that we came to read this book now is because you have finished Multiversity. Yep. And this ties in very, very heavily with Multiversity. So I'm glad oh, that yeah. you've read that because now you can pick up on those tie-ins. Yeah, that helped a lot. Because um, this issue opens up with a character from Multiversity, which is um, uh, President Superman, mm-hmm. which is the Superman of Earth-23. He is uh, the president and he is Superman. And it opens up with... Because his version of Lex Luthor in Multiversity... He created Lex Luthor literally while he was on acid created this cube, (laughs) uh, this multiverse cube that was powered by music. Yep. Um, and it and it was like the the most powerful thing he's created, and it caught. It's like the big catalyst for that whole book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that comes up again in this arc where um, a Lois Lane wearing an eye patch comes out of the portal, and she's like, "You have to look out! The most powerful Superman ever created is coming to kill you." <laughs> um, like he, he's gonna, he's wiped out plenty of Supermans, and you're next. Like, what makes you think you're different? And we find out the story is. Just like the rest of this run, a very meta narrative. Oh yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool story of like um Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and, and purely Clark Kent, not Superman. Yeah. Um, just like a human Clark Kent, Lois Lane and uh and um Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Olsen come across this uh this idea that they can um create something with their with their thoughts, like tangible
1: matter. Like- yeah, it's literally just a tulpa. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, what it's described as.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's uh, it's it's an idea that it sounds like Grant Morrison got like yeah, got it's on a, their uh, Ka- Kathmandu trip. Yeah,
1: big Tibetan thing. Right,
0: and they use it to literally like they start out by creating um like you know that's like frogs and objects, books, things they can think of. But then they come up with a mission. They're like, we want to use this object for good. Like we want to create something good. So they literally create like the first. Superman yeah Um, they they, they're like we tried to imagine like all things like good and ethical and and righteous and we and there's a cool panel where it's like, our first attempt lived for 25 glorious minutes. Not for a single second of, of his brief life was wasted, for he used it to articulate a code of ethics so pure and simple and good that we all wept. <laughs> Ten minutes later, not a single one of us could recall what he said. Right. So it's literally just like this Dr. Manhattan moment of like, oh, I have bestowed ultimate goodness on you. And they're like, oh, my God. What did I say? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>
1: did we record that? Was I high? <laughs>
0: Um and they end up uh, basically selling out with this device, which is b- the meta narrative. Yeah. it's kind of like a writer creating something that they think has this pure idea, and then it gets in the hands of a corporation and gets twisted and used for maximum profits, and gets c- the message is completely lost. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, so like that, that's a ca- good thing. Yeah. It's like then that's what happens here. Basically, they walk before this, uh, you know, the shark tank of, of people at a desk. One of them being our um, our mysterious uh, fifth dimensional villain who will learn. And Jimmy even says, like, you know, because uh, Lois and Clark don't want to sell, and um, they're like, well, well, you know, this is our character. We can't just let let them have it. And Jimmy has a line that's just like, you know. Gut wrenching, where he's like, "Well, we can't take it further on our own. If if we don't do it, they'll just steal it. So we have to sell." Yep. and uh, and then it's just a panel of like his eyes zoomed in, like the the guy when he's like, "Sign the dotted line, sign <laughs> it." <laughs> Um, and then it shows just like this, like uh, horrible future where like this alternate Superman is just like and the corporations have taken over everything. Yeah. Um, I read on Twitter uh, a fun fact about this book pretty recently. The symbol that they use for this Superman in this run, I, I saw it is from a por- a Superman <laughs> porn parody. I saw that. Oh god! And
1: I couldn't remember if it was this one, but I did see that side it's by side. This That's one, hilarious.
0: Yep. Uh, so Grant Morrison was shooting the shit, and they were just like, you know what? This is the shittiest Superman. Right. So- <laughs> <Here we go. laughs> taking this from a literal porn parody that's hilarious um and earth 22 superman is kind of cool because they they show you just little tiny um grant morrison is really good at this like we've talked about this when we reviewed their Closs book like they're mm-hmm. really good at just showing showing you a character in one issue and you learning so much about them from the littlest bits yep um like for example like there's just one small panel like i think it's in a later issue where um Where he's just, like, beating up uh, the evil Superman. It just shows one panel of, like, uh, him and his dad. And he's, like, like teaching him how to punch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, a small panel. Yep. Or, like, we'll get this part where he... uh, Because he gets notifications from, like, his aides because he is the president. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we have a situation in Libya with hostages. Oh, (laughs) shit. Like, I'm kind of battling a robot right now. Right. And he has this, like, version of Brainiac that's, like, this android who, like, handles all of his, like, diplomatic issues when he can't be there for him.
1: Yeah, it's like a like a weird version of Jarvis almost. It yeah. It's just it, kind of like, like his on a disguise. Yeah, yeah. It's like his assistant AI. I,
0: I thought that was very cool. It's like running algorithms. It's like, here's how we solve for peace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's just, like, one page of just, like, this context that could have easily been cut out, but it's just very fun uh, context oh, yeah. for this character that adds, like, it makes him seem more lived in.
1: Yeah, it's, like, I, I don't even know what to call it. It's just, like, cool little, like, micro-world building. Well, because like, if you don't have building. stuff
0: like that, it just feels like a very, like, oh, here's alternate Superman. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah, it's just a fill-in. Yeah, but here this is what, you know, it shows you what makes him different than other Supermen. So exactly. So it's very cool, yeah. Um, but this idea of, like, um kind of corporate meddling, or not even beyond that in a meta-narrative, like, Extra-dimensional meddling is basically the theme of this whole arc. Yeah, because that's what ends up being the. A lot of these issues seem random in a vacuum, but all kind of tie together at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because the whole arc, like we said, ends up being a fifth-dimensional demon who is literally going through Clark's past and changing things. Yep, aka the New Fifty Two. Yeah, Because um, <laughs> uh, he's even Because in the normal continuity uh, uh, Clark's uh, mom and pa Kent were alive Yep, And so New 52 was the one who was like No he's got to be like Batman He's got to have tragic Like they were killed in a car crash And that's what motivated them to be Superman mm-hmm. Like they had to put this edgy spin on it um, and he, even in the other um, Superman takes, like, if the mom and pa Kent did die, it wasn't, like, this tragic thing that happened as a kid. It was, like, a natural, like, just life thing. Yeah, Later yeah. on, yeah. Um, but they tried to put, like, a Batman spin on it. And so it, it literally shows a flashback of uh, Vendictivix, this uh, fifth-dimensional imp who's kind of along. They tie him into um, Mixelpix as well in, uh, in the backstory with more added on by Sholly Finch later. Uh, but basically shows him going back in time and literally, like, sabotaging Pa Kent's car. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this makes perfect sense. It's like <laughs> someone's been meddling in your life and changing things like they want things to be worse. They, they want it to be. And they go back to this when Lois and uh, Jimmy are talking about their uh, their uh, evil robot Superman that they wrote into existence. Mm-hmm. Like They want it to be palatable. They want it to be an antihero, edgy. You know, they. it's very much talking about like the uh, the like, you know, making every superhero Batman. Essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And and so it's a very cool uh, tie into that, but it does give us some cool little moments during this, uh, this part of the run where like, there's a part where one of those robots is literally like a construction crane mirroring the first episode or the first um, issue. Mm -hmm. And it like knocks over this building and Superman uh, literally helps them rebuild the whole building like from scratch. He's like, we can all pitch in, let's work together. We'll build it all. It's like this very inspiring moment. And then it's like,
1: he's doing the work of 10 men. And then everyone's like (laughs) pitching in. It's like, we'll do the work. (laughs) It's like Red Dead Redemption 2. Gotta build a house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's this very cool moment. And then it just ends with this kind of just like stab in the heart where it's like he builds the the whole apartment place and this one like realtor's on the side it's like wow this is going to be worth a fortune now right like, you built it better than before and he's like no that's not what i know that's not what, <laughs> damn that, it, that's not why i did it that wasn't the point
1: <laughs> now everyone's gonna fucking be kicked out <laughs> right yeah because then they're just gonna market it as apartments built by superman yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> worth a million dollars all right
0: um, but I just think it's a very clever the way they tie this in at the end because Grant Morrison was someone who was right in the middle of the creation of the New 52. We've talked about it many times. Where oh, like yeah. Batman, like his, uh, b- their Batman run had to be like, completely probably rethought from the ground up because mm-hmm. New Fifty Two happened right fucking in the middle of it. Yeah. In the middle of him like doing a, a son of or in the middle of them doing a son of Batman story. Yeah. Which so, is
1: a big thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like how
0: do you that's a big time continuity sensitive thing too. Like that's a kid. They age. Right. And so now you gotta work that into everything.
1: Yeah, um, it kind of I don't know, it would have been nice if they could have known that that was in the horizon before he was like starting that before they were starting that story, but I yeah. don't know cuz I feel like if they knew that that was upcoming, they wouldn't have started like a oh Batman's kid story.
0: Yeah, and well- well, right, because these, these runs take years to write. Yeah. So, like, by the time DC thinks of it, the, you know, Grant Morrison's been writing this for years, and they're yep. like, uh... <laughs> oh, all these plans. Oh, by the way, yeah. You told me I had time to write it. Oh, you do, but everything's getting rebooted. Yeah, it's
1: just going to be fast-tracked.
0: Oh, and we want you to write Superman, but also, like, we want it to be edgy and cool.
1: <laughs> and it's got to be edgy and cool, Sure, damn I'll, I'll
0: just don't read it, and... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> On the job. Uh, yes, this very much felt like a very, uh kind of subtle kind of protest in a way like yeah. a symbolic protest definitely god how have you not read animal man yet i it's on my list <laughs> same thing with like i said with doctor who i have not read every comic oh yeah one day <laughs> i'll i'll finish the comic book and be like that was the last one right <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are none more to read oh no it's wednesday <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but animal man is on my list that's definitely one i know that i'm missing that i know i would enjoy yeah it's it's so classic what I've heard from Animal Man is the first four issues take some time to get planted, and then by, from that point on, it becomes like a completely different book.
1: Oh yeah, it it goes from zero to sixty in a second. Yeah,
0: so I'm excited to to see what that means.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it, I can't describe it without ruining anything, but yeah. Oh just, yeah, no, I don't want you to spoil. 100% it. 100 percent
0: worth it, because I'm pretty sure that was the first DC book that Grant Morrison did. Can't remember if it, it was, was very or after early. Doom Patrol.
1: It was like '88. I Think that
0: was before Doom Patrol. Yeah. yeah. Animal Man was '88, I think. Uh, but now that we've uh, to get back to Superman, now that we're, we've reread this, I do uh, really want to because I bought all the issues for uh, Superman and the Authority. I feel like that's gonna tie in heavily with this run, just off just based on what I'm thinking. Really, because Superman and the Authority feels like Grant Morrison's last DC
1: book. So I feel yeah. like it's
0: gonna have a very meta narrative, but I'm just assuming. Yeah. Because Grant Morrison always does meta narrative. So I just I think it's a safe assumption. No, definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I had to bet. <laughs> I got at least a 65% chance. <laughs> it's either going to be that or very, very sentimental stuff that makes me cry. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's always one of the
0: two. Speaking of which, there are some very good moments in this run as well. Um to get away from the the mix of uh the uh fifth dimensional uh
1: I forgot his name already. What was it?
0: vindictive vindictivix Yeah, you. I keep on saying uh, corruptavix. <laughs>
1: I mean I that's kind why. of on. That's kind of on brand.
0: vindictivix Yeah. Together... I mean, like
1: corruptavix is a little Lucas though. <laughs> that's like a Sith name. <laughs> I am Darth Corrupticus. <laughs> oh good. I am Darth Icky. <laughs> Oh man!
0: Um, but there's some other good issues on the side. Like I said, there's some issues that seem random at first, but then the it ends up being a big team up at the end of all these villains.
1: Yeah, like with the whole um, uh, who's um, like the the pink dude, the gas dude, who's trying to like abduct Lois's uh, niece the whole time. Oh yeah, the one who's like the new mutant guy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name now, but yeah, he's basically like an X Men.
0: Yeah. He, um,
1: because at, at first I thought it was like the the stranger because it kind of was a similar design. Well, but Phantom it, Stranger does show up.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Phantom issue episode, yep. Or the Phantom Zone issue. What the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> Phantom <laughs> issue zone. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but, um, that that part I I thought was interesting, but didn't really click that far with me. It kind of just felt like he was like a mutant guy.
1: Yeah, but, and uh, it was just kind of setting up for like how they were gonna wrap it up at the end. Yeah,
0: the the one thing issue I have is there are like a little too many characters in this run for me. But yeah, it, a it lot gets of, a, a lot little of them heavy, work, so it's fine
1: for sure. Um
0: one issue I did really enjoy was the, um, Oh my God. There's one where Grant Morrison and Sholly Finch team up to do like the perfect crypto issue. Oh which yeah. Is that Phantom zone one. Yeah. That where, one was by great. the end. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> right. That ending. Uh, cause it's, um, I, I want to go over that issue cause it's, we were because we talked about it last week there's a part where um it's shown in the origin Jor-El while he's trying to get away from Krypton and send Clark uh, on his spaceship yeah um crypto like he, he, the supervillains from the uh, phantom zone that Jor-El's put away like try to grab him and like take him with him yep and crypto like attacks him in response and crypto gets dragged into the phantom zone mhm and that's left as just an open hook yeah where it's like oh crypto's gone oh no but safely away from Krypton before it explodes yeah yeah uh, <laughs> And it's finally brought up here where uh, Jor-El is uh, basically the Phantom Zone is uh, opened up in the Fortress of Solitude by, um, what was his name, Zordu? Yeah, Zadu. Zadu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's opened up, and these villains uh, threaten to come out, although he ends up betraying them. They're like, release us. He's yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> um, but the Phantom Zone ends up coming back, and uh, Clark gets thrown in there. And yep. now he has to face all these villains that his dad locked away. Um, but locked away in there as well is our loyal boy, Crypto. Oh, yeah. Uh, who defends him. And strangely, the, the Phantom Stranger. Yeah. And- which I was surprised by, but cool, I guess. I mean, it's, was it implied that he was trapped there? Well, his name is the Phantom Stranger. I, that's what I was wondering: Is Grant Morrison trying to tie the Phantom Stranger into the Phantom Zone? I mean, that would make sense. His name I guess. is Phantom. Yeah, it, it ties. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's in the name. He's super
0: mysterious. and He's one of the characters we know the least about, despite being super old. So maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe he goes in and out. Just but that's what's pops cool
0: is like they don't. He's not like uh, the the Phantom Stranger doesn't show up, and he's not like. Uh, I'm the Phantom Stranger, and welcome to my home, the Phantom Zone, where I was originated. And these are all my <laughs> yeah. rules. Yeah. Uh, it's just left to like, hey, I'm here. What up? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it how's it going? Like, and then now we're sitting here asking these questions, like, is he from the Phantom Zone? <laughs> right. Well, it's just a cool little tie-in. He's just there. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I thought that was neat. Um, but Superman ends up escaping, but he has to leave Crypto behind. The Phantom Stranger tells him, like, only you can leave. Like, you can't take anyone with you. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes up to Crypto. He's like, I promise, boy, I'll come back for you, like, no matter how long it takes. Yeah. Because this is very early. Early, and so he he has to leave and figure out how to get crypto out. Yeah, and crypt, and it, it literally shows crypto just sitting there. It's like, and the the good dog waited. Yeah, and he waited because he knew his his master would fulfill his promise. So the good boy waited. Yep, and eventually it does show like crypto with his collar and just clark's hand reaching out and grabbing his collar is like i always keep my promise and pulls the dog back it's it's such a good moment
1: right uh, he, yeah because they, they both fall out and they're kind of like all fucked up like they it looks like their skin's all weird and then he just flies them up to the sun it's like look boy it's the the good old orange sun and she's yep. like ah <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: just gets up and gives him the licks right it's, oh, so it's the best no and the best is that issue ends there and you're like oh that's so sweet But then they got to rip your heart out one more time because the Sholly Finch backup issue, as I mentioned, these are all very good. We're just uh, for the sake of time. We haven't discussed all of them. Yeah. This one I have to go back to, though, because it literally shows Clark as a kid and it shows that crypto from the Phantom Zone has been following clark around his entire life just like it shows like clark in like moments of sadness and like loneliness and just like hanging out and like, yeah, yeah is always just like from the phantom zone like one dimension away just hanging out
1: yeah because that's kind of how they describe it right it's like it's basically parallel with like our universe just like things in the phantom zone you can't observe yeah it's kind of like because the... when zadu gets put in there by uh by jor he's He's, like, freaking out. He's like, oh, why can't anyone see me or hear me? Like, what's happening? Totally. I imagine it kind of like
0: the uh, the upside down in Stranger Things or yeah. sort of like the, the ethereal in D&D. Like yeah, That yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Um, where So, that so like, Crypto is there. He just can't.
1: Yeah, he's basically just been like a ghost dog. No, just pers- kind of tailing him. him. Although, yeah.
0: there is this part where, like, this old lady pushing a cart of, like, uh, supplies walks by uh, Clark, and he's like... A white dog. What a good boy. Oh, yeah, a white yeah. dog. <laughs> and Clark's like, "What the fuck are you talking? Are about? Are you okay? Oh, uh, but it's such a sweet moment because uh, Crypto's just there, like, hi. She sees me. <laughs> no, awesome. It's it's. Oh my god, it's so good. It, um, it's just like, and the the good boy was with you the whole time. He right. was always there. Always there. Ah! <laughs> yeah. He just had to do it. Oh my god, just Chef's kiss to that.
1: one. <laughs> that was so fucking good.
0: And it's not yeah. Like, any
1: anytime Graham Morrison writes anything with animals, it's always just the fucking most sentimental shit. The best but part, it's always too, the greatest.
0: is it would be easy to like with dog stuff. It's easy to go for like tragic sad. But this, oh, yeah. this is a step above that. It's not tragic sad. It's just sweet sad. Exactly. Because yeah. crypto's still there. He was and he, he was still alive. He's still around. And crypto, he got him back. But he's during that time, he was never gone. Yeah. Totally. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, 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 fucking love this run, uh, as a whole. Um, there's so many cool tie-ins that come back. Like even the stuff with the Legion of superheroes that we talked about ends up tying back. Like it's a very short, but, uh, a run, it's a very short run, but one with a consistent theme that ties back in very clever ways. Oh yeah. But I would, I, I probably wouldn't recommend it to a new comic book reader. Like I, th- I feel nah. like, I feel like to read this, you probably want to read like some general DC stuff. Um, you definitely want to read, um, Just have some basis with Superman. Pro... If you are really into Grant Morrison, definitely read Multiversity first, but it might be a little oh, yeah. dense for a new reader.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, Multiversity, absolutely for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, um, but but once you once you go into this, like understanding some of the context, it really hits a lot harder. Because I read this once um, when it when like around when I started first reading comic books, and it didn't really hit with me. I was like, oh okay, like this was pretty good, I guess. Like there were some part moments I liked, like the obvious moments, like the crypto stuff. Yeah, and yeah. like the part with uh, oh, a part we didn't talk about was. Um, uh, the part where Superman goes back in time to talk with, uh, Pa Kent. Oh, yeah. Cause, like we talked about, they tragically killed, uh, Ma and Pod Kent because of this car accident because New Fifty Two's gotta you know do what it does. Yep. Um but Superman goes back in time to have one final moment with Pod Kent and it's very similar to the moment from All Star Superman. Yeah. Where the uh the older uh from the future Clark Kent comes back and talks to Pod Kent right before he dies of a heart attack. Yep. It's very similar to that because it's like future Superman. He's like, Dad, we don't have a lot of time, but I just wanted to say hi and like talk talk about all the stuff that I've been up to. Yeah. And they just have this one final heart to heart where he's like, I don't need to know anything. Like as long as you're are You're you're doing good and you're doing well, then I'm happy. Yep. Uh, It's just this very touching moment. So it's like parts like that hit very well for me, um, even as a new reader. But now with the meta context, the stuff with, like, the uh, the mix-up or the... uh, (laughs) Vindictive <laughs> I got it that time. With the Vindictivates stuff, that, that hit a lot harder because now that I understand the context of like the New 52 and, and some of the struggles, too, like with uh, the way creators are treated in comics with their creations. Like, yeah. It's like the, one of the classic examples is like the Jack Kirby situation or the Alan Moore situation mm-hmm. with Watchmen. Yep. So like having the context of like a lot of the ways that these things are twisted is pretty cool added on to this. Definitely, yeah.
1: Yeah, if you enjoyed Multiversity or Animal or Man All-Star or Superman. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll definitely like this.
0: Cuz they, they also reminded me of All-Star Superman that issue number 6 I think it is where it's like the uh they're literally in a bottle creating Superman as the oh. writers. Yep. They remind that part reminded me a lot of this. Oh yeah. Like with the uh, the thought creations. Yep. But that'll be uh the action comics run uh for our discussion today like i said i i would definitely recommend this to anyone who likes superman especially anyone who likes grant morrison because you're getting all the good grant morrison stuff here yeah uh that you that you enjoy from other books all the weird uh you know um meta conversations all the weird timey wimey stuff yeah uh you get a lot of that here so it's very good um moving on uh to some other superman stuff we are finally concluding our uh, our discussion on the Superman Christopher leaves uh, Christopher Christopher Reeves. leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, after this movie, the trilogy was over. So yeah, yeah. He, Christopher left. <laughs> he left. Um, the Christopher Reeves quadrilogy. Yeah. We again, if these, if you haven't listened to the uh, first two of this series, we did it a while ago last year. Um, so now we've done all four. We've done all four Superman movies. Oh last one we were not very excited about we talked about that at the beginning of this episode it was very boring Um, they played it up for comedy but not in a way that was actually funny (laughs) Yeah, Um, and the villain was like up to a plot that was like so mundane that why should I care (laughs) it's like this businessman stealing from other businessmen and doing corporate espionage I'm like that's what they do anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) well he does try to build like a weather changing satellite oh I guess but (laughs) uh, but it's not like to end the world it's just to fuck up like some other country's crops To like increase his profits. Yeah, I guess he does do some (laughs) death laser stuff.
0: But even then, Superman solves that problem off screen instantly. Yeah, and off screen, (laughs) Superman's not in that movie. Yeah, no. Um, it's it's just like a weird like uh, Wolf of Wall Street movie. Yeah, it's with with Richard Pryor who skis ski off buildings. (laughs) Oh man, um, this movie is a lot better. Yeah. Um, I mean, not literally, but it's really. As a Superman It depends movie. on how you grade movies. Or do, yeah. you, do you enjoy a movie because it's fun to watch or because it's well-made and perfectly written with no plot <laughs> holes and no ridiculous characters? Yeah. <laughs> because this movie has all of those. Um, positives. Let's start with the positives. Clark Kent is in it. Yep. Superman is in it. Lois Lane. They, they don't in become it. separate people. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lois Lane is in it. Fantastic. Yep. Um... You actually get, uh, like, a supervillain for him to fight. That was what what I liked about Superman 2 was, like, yeah. he actually had someone to fight. Yep. Lex Luthor is fantastic, but now if you can have both, even better. Oh, yeah, you double stack. Right? Brings us to our third one. Gene Hackman is Lex Luthor being back. Awesome, he's yeah. great in this. He's always good, legendary. Yeah,
1: um and instead of so we get the like the henchman tuba music like once in the beginning, and then they introduce the new character, Lex Luthor's nephew, who is like this douchey '80s like surfer kid, but played by John Cryer. Oh my god, he's so <laughs> ridiculous. The whole every scene he's in is just him being like, oh no, where's my tape? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is the most ludicrous character, but it's hilarious. <laughs> like
0: the part where like. Like nuclear man is spinning him around <laughs> in circles. He's like, well, look at me, I'm breakdancing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh,
1: I'm dizzy, man. It's just like, what is happening? Yeah, he's like shaggy, but like in the eighties, <laughs> yeah. in like a disc jockey. I don't it know. makes no sense. But honestly, an improvement over tuba guy. I'll oh, take definitely him over
0: like literally a three stooges character. Oh
1: yeah, and then we get like in a kind of additional villain, just like a side Clark Kent, uh, like. A Jason villain who is like a new uh, like tycoon who buys the Daily Planet, and his name's literally Warfield. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just a straight up like just a caricature of like a uh, huge like uh industrialist yeah no he's hilarious
0: just because of how outwardly and like evil he is is? (laughs) (laughs) he's like a jack donaghy character
1: he's perfect (laughs) because yeah like he he's like oh these like heartfelt pieces and true journalism aren't selling we have to be sensational and then like they turn the tv like oh the president's coming out he just turns around with the biggest smile He's like let's hope it's bad news (laughs) (laughs) we can sell bad news (laughs) like he's just the funniest fucking character
0: And this movie is, like, when you read the synopsis, it's hard to believe that this movie is what it is. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, very much like a movie coming out of the Cold War because it's literally about Superman trying to, like, end the Cold War by (laughs) dismantling all nuclear weapons. It's a wild plot. Oh, yeah. It's
1: literally... Superman fights expected. the arms race.
0: Yeah, it's not what I expected. Nope. Um, it's it's a hilarious opening to it though because it has this kid like it's this teacher in a classroom full of kids and she's like, "Well, what do you all think about the arms race? What do you all think we should <laughs> do? Do you have any solutions?" Right. And this classroom full of like eight-year-olds are like, "Uh, no."
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, how about we write to our congressman? And then one kid horribly <laughs> adds, "Just like I'm gonna write to Superman. He'll Which... he'll make a difference."
0: And in the letter it's the, honestly the letter is fantastic oh yeah because it's literally just like holding superman's feet to the fire it's like <laughs> if superman has all these powers why doesn't he just dismantle all the nuclear weapons and save all of our lives
1: <laughs> and clark uh, just looks at the cab it's just like huh never uh, thought about that shut up kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and like the way it plays in the story is weird because he kind of just doesn't like respond or like yeah, make no, a he, he
0: literally ghosts the kid. Yeah, <laughs> he, he
1: basically just ghosts him, and then Which,
0: honestly, fair—you don't have to answer every fan letter. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: <laughs> so then, Mister Warfield has the the grand idea that he prints on the front page, like Superman says to kid, like, "Wow, shit, what does it say?" Yeah, I wrote yeah, it like, down.
0: Superman says to kid, "Stuff it." Or something
1: like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it says "Drop dead, to kid." <laughs> <laughs> Drop dead. Drop
0: dead, kid. Oh, man. Superman never talked to
1: the kid. No, (laughs) never. So, yeah. And then in a very odd scene, Superman goes to... They actually never say it, but it's presumably like the UN or some weird conference. And he's like, I, Superman, declare I will end nuclear weapons.
0: Yeah, because, well, this kid becomes like the national spotlight where he's like in front of podiums like like Barack Obama. Like, why didn't
1: Superman answer my letter? (laughs) Yeah. This kid 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 was the Joe Plummer of... Superman. <laughs> oh God, it's so funny, and the kid
0: is such a bad actor. It's yeah, He's it's so bad. Classic bad child he only actor. He has three lines, but it is
1: hilarious. Everything <laughs> he says, and you know they use fifty takes for everyone too. Oh, it
0: sounds like it was take fifty, and they were just like, take it. Yeah, we'll, they're just pulling out that's their hairs. The we're gonna. <laughs> Um, and so yes I, I, it's hard to break down all this movie it's so ridiculous
1: things uh, it, just happen
0: Superman Yeah, like we said he goes to the UN and, and he's like I'm gonna dismantle every every nuclear weapon and for some reason every world leader stands up and cheers yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like, everyone's just, everyone just like A-okay <laughs> so then we're basically led to believe that these countries just start either test firing or purposefully launching their their nukes into space where Superman proceeds to catch them, put them all in a giant space net, and then throw it at the sun. So basically, it's just like, oh, every country swore that they sent all their nukes well, up. Well, that's the believable part. And I threw it into the sun, yeah.
0: That's actually the believable part, is every world leader stands up and they're like, wow, what a noble goal. That's true. Yeah, actually, hey, no. That Let's uh, keep launching weapons. And by the way, how much would it cost to assassinate Superman?
1: <laughs> what if we all launch at Superman at the same time?
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, every country keeps launching nukes. And like you said, he puts them all in a giant fucking net yeah. in space. <laughs> First of all, do, do they launch nukes into space to test them? I'm not a I'm not up to date on this level. Well, of I know there there are news. some
1: missiles that have to go into orbit. I oh, do so know. maybe
0: that's where he caught them. Could have. I, been. I was like, why is that being launched into space? Are they nuking the moon? Yeah, there are <laughs> there
1: are missiles that can go into, into orbit. Okay. so it makes kind of maybe sense. that's what it was. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: and uh, and then he launches him into the sun, which is just hilarious.
1: Oh yeah, which I probably would have thought about. It. I feel like that would have some slight repercussions. Maybe, but isn't the sun supposed to be like a
0: trillion nukes or something? Again, yeah, but they're still I'm like not.
1: Don't listen to what I say. Yeah, but, but there's <laughs> solar flares that might fuck with something. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, Superman probably
0: thought of that. He's a super Either way. genius. There, in, there's in, plenty of things in the book we read. He learns surgery in five minutes. And, and <laughs> that part sur- was awesome. Oh, that part was great.
1: <laughs> the doctors are just like, my god. <laughs> That,
0: that's one part that Grant Morrison plays up really well that I'd never see in the movies. It's like the hyper intelligence. Because hyper oh, yeah. speed, and if you can comprehend and read at a hyper speed, you can learn things. Yeah, instantly. So fast. Yeah, yep. that's a really cool take. Uh, use that in one of the movies, Mr. Snyder. Or, <laughs> right. Or uh, Mr. Uh, whoever the hell's Matt Reeves. I better, oh, yeah. I better see. Uh, oh, wait, no. He, Matt Reeves isn't making a Superman He's movie, doing so the Batman. Bad. Yeah. Superman is never going to be in a movie again. No. <laughs> um... But uh, what that's one thing that is fucking hilarious in this movie is that he just launches those into the moon and all the countries are like, oh, forget it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but one thing that's cool is the Lex Luthor plot in this is actually pretty great. It's a great Superman plot because Lex oh, Luthor yeah. teams up with all the uh, like the uh, the big arms contractors in the, of the world and they're like, wait, this isn't working. We want to like keep selling these nukes. Like, well, we have all this equipment. We need to make a lot of money. Yep. And Lex Luthor's like, don't worry, I'll kill Superman and then we'll sell nukes again. I got your backs, buddy. <laughs> And he uses the nukes to create like Nuclear Man, who yeah. I thought was going to be like uh, kind of like Nuclear Man in Marvel, but this is—it's basically like um, he's kind of just like a wrestler heel.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's straight up like a like an '80s era like WWF wrestler. Yeah, that's the vibe yeah. I got. <laughs> like, I, I think you said Captain Chad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that, that's where we landed.
0: Yeah, that's he's. Honestly, I, I'm fine with it because I. am Happy he gets to fight someone in like a superhero suit with a cape and superpowers. That, I'll it, take that.
1: It's actually pretty funny because his name is just Nuclear Man, and since I like Lex Luthor, he basically just put a bunch of DNA and a strand of Superman's hair and put it all in a like a jar and then attach it to a nuke that Superman threw into the sun and he was born. Yeah, it happens in a very odd like. 2001 weird fetus thing Coming out of the sun Like it, it's very odd It
0: is very strange And then for some reason Like uh, He Spider-Man has Gene
1: Hackman's voice <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I was it's getting It's
0: hilarious to. Yeah
1: Yeah So it's just A nuclear man With like a Kind of just Amplified Gene, Hackman, Gene of, Hackman voice Was that actually Gene Hackman They dubbed it doing? Okay well, Absolutely it That's they what just, I was wondering they, It sounds like they distorted it To make it more like robust But
0: yeah I, I was either wondering that Or if this guy Like they just <laughs> They were casting Like we need someone who's Jacked and can do an, A flawless (laughs) (laughs)
1: that yeah it's very specific specific
0: casting call right
1: (laughs) oh yeah no it
0: worked though okay some other there's so much to get to this movie that i feel like has to be talked about oh yeah it's just so hard to believe that it's happening there's a fantastic hilarious part where we touched on in the beginning of this episode where they left it in superman 2 superman wipes lois lane's memory of him and like their whole relationship and like everything yep But apparently in this movie, she does remember that she loves Superman. Yeah, she remembers having like a fling with Superman. But she doesn't remember that Superman is Clark Kent. Yeah. But she does know that Superman is Jor-El and remembers all the Fortress of Solitude stuff. Yep. But the second that Superman like puts on his glasses she's like wait who are you yeah. what's going on <laughs> how
1: did i get here clark why are you here like, like wasn't i with superman like she like superman has literally caused serious brain damage to yeah, like, this poor woman like you could like uh, they like portray her in states of high distress. Yeah, because she's
0: like, how did I get here? Like I because Superman like flies her around the world. Like, why am I covered in ice? One of the
1: funniest moments of this movie is they're doing the whole fly around thing and they're like over the city and Superman literally drops her. Oh
0: my God, how did he do that?
1: And they do a close up of Clark's face and he just starts laughing.
0: He literally throws her and she's like screaming as she's falling to her death. She's like, why would he do this? I've been betrayed my whole life over. yeah he just catches her at the last Superman's second laughing his ass <laughs> off like a fucking asshole oh it's hilarious Yeah, fucking sociopath oh man oh my god <laughs> he's like ha 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 you <laughs> thought you were gonna die didn't you <laughs> right what the fuck man what a goof <laughs> oh man and oh my god it doesn't it it's so it doesn't get better from there he he doesn't what you would think would happen is he would go to lois lane and be like i'm so sorry i i can't i love you and i don't know why i would ever want to want you to forget me yeah like and um, like I'm
1: Clark Kent, you knew that, let's just make this easy. I'll the use my
0: Superman powers to give you your memories back, which I would totally believe, because later in the oh, movie, yeah. he uses his Superman powers to restore the Great Wall of China.
1: Yep. <laughs> Literally just by pointing at it. <laughs> he
0: can create ancient bricks with his mind. That's a new
1: <laughs> superhero power.
0: Yep. He can turn back time. Yeah. And restore a, a thousand-year-old wall. It's pretty remarkable. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah, so you'd think he would just restore her memories, and we would just go from there and be yeah. like, oh, cool, they're back. Yep. They're back to the this normal.
1: This is a 90-minute movie, bar you. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. You'd think let's they move would on. Just,
0: exactly? They're back to normal. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking that this is a 90-minute movie for how many things we get packed into here. They
1: really just roll over. Well, by the end, it, it
0: just kind of ends. Oh, yeah. It very much is just like, wow, there's 20 minutes left in this? How? <laughs> no, because the, the crazy part is he doesn't give her her memories back. He, no. He tries to date another woman as Clark while he's dating Lois as Superman. Yep. It's a fucking threes company shenanigan moment.
1: And if that's not bad, then he tries to do like a quadruple date or a double date where he is he on a plays date with both Lois. Of them. And his new girlfriend, who is Mr. Warfield's daughter. It's
0: literally like a 30 Rock bit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's insane. Like, I have no idea who thought that this was a good idea. Yeah, there's a
0: whole scene where, like, Clark is at dinner with, like, and he's, like, talking to Lois. He's like, oh, turkey's burning. Better go check on it. (laughs) Switch costumes, become Clark, and then, like, go to his new girlfriend and be like, oh, hey, why don't you meet me in the parking lot? I'll be there in one minute. Switches again while she's waiting in the parking lot. Where did he go?
1: (laughs) yeah and this goes on for at least 15 to 20 minutes clark you don't deserve either of these women no (laughs) (laughs) like it's so nuts how they threw that into a 90 minute movie
0: Gaslighting the shit out of both of them
1: (laughs) he's like what are you crazy i've been here the whole
0: time i was in the kitchen making (sighs) the turkey
1: it's just such a total shift from every moment in this movie
0: oh my god yeah he fights nuclear man those parts are the
1: most normal yeah, that's the most Superman parts. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, he's, like, throwing the Statue of Liberty at him. You like, get all yep. this cool shit. I mean, that that part's the most expected. Yep. Um, that part, you know, I was like, hey, okay, here we go.
1: Yeah, and it basically gets wrapped up by, oh, he was born from the sun, so if he doesn't have sunlight, he doesn't have... Which it's basically just Superman. Like, the whole no sunlight well, yeah, I mean, thing. He... It's just at a very more, like... Uh, exacerbated rate, where like if he's not in the sun for like two minutes, he's like unconscious. because right, I think
0: yeah, Superman can be in the dark. Otherwise, Lex Luthor would yeah. just put him in a refrigerator and yeah, been done with it's it. It's like
1: if Superman doesn't get sunlight for like a week, he might be in trouble. I think oh, I think at worst he would lose his powers. If I were, I think that I think chance, that's but, what yeah. it is. yeah, it changes. But
0: this version, yeah, it's like if he is. Well, it's the same thing with this one. I think he would just lose his powers. Yeah. So he puts him in like a uh, he locks him in an elevator and yep. rips the elevator out of the building. Which I was like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, they it, <laughs> it was worked really cool. Yeah, it was a, a cool. Clever- Plan too, and he takes the uh the elevator up to space.
1: Yeah, puts on the moon and
0: drops it on the moon. I'm like, that's fucking
1: cold. Clark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: and figuratively, it's
1: brutal. Yeah, but uh, then for some reason decides not to put him on well, the dark side. of I the
0: moon was, you were like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna put him on the dark side of the moon. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That when would, would you- be the best plan. But he doesn't. He doesn't. As soon as the sun comes back, he's back and they fight on the moon. Yeah, there's like a little. There's
1: a little crack in the elevator and like the little bit of sunlight gets through and he breaks out. Yeah. So then they have a moon battle, which works. And then Superman ends up getting buried on the moon. Like he literally. Ham, like cartoon-style hammers That's him he, into the fucking he's dust. He's a
0: WWE villain. That's yeah. You do <laughs> that, boom, I'm going to hammer you into the pin, fucking boom.
1: It's <laughs> actually fucking hilarious.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's hilarious. And then he puts a rock over him. He's like, you're buried.
1: Yep. So then uh, Nuclear Man proceeds to go get uh, Clark's girlfriend, who's like now the editor at the Daily Planet. But we we still don't know why he does that, because he doesn't know Superman is Clark. Yeah, yeah, there's only two motivations for this. It's either A that he thinks it's just a pretty girl or he knows it's Superman or... No, because it's Clark Kent's. Either way. Or it's B that... Uh, she took him off the front page. Well, the,
0: there's, I don't think we should try to justify it because this no, part no, no. clearly makes no sense. Because what happens is <laughs> he buries Superman on the moon, yep. goes back and is like looking through uh, like the newspaper. Yeah. And on the newspaper it says new editor in chief and it shows Clark's new girlfriend. Yep. And he looks at the newspaper and he's like, huh. And that's when he gets his plan. Yeah. As if he knows, like, as if that's supposed to connect Superman to her, which it shouldn't and it couldn't. It couldn't. Um, But that's what we're, that's kind of what is important because then he instantly goes to kidnap her yeah and superman catches up with him and he's like where's the girl yep. or just stop don't go after it's
1: like he knows like he knows that he would be coming for her yeah it, but it- there's it was, no connection it was
0: clearly like rewritten or just like no one cared like it's it doesn't make sense i
1: think they were banking on people to just roll with it and not think about it if you're rolling with the rest <laughs> of these things in this movie you can go with that
0: mm-hmm. but i just wanted to point out there's no sense in justifying it it is clearly wrong <laughs> i mean
1: it, it's almost worth the scene that follows where it's just nuclear man basically destroying metropolis while clark stands there and goes no don't do it why is he just standing there <laughs>
0: It's, it looks like it was filmed with, like, COVID restrictions where he couldn't be in the scene. Yeah. So he's just, like, <laughs> blowing up cars. And yeah. then eventually it'll cut to Superman and be like, now I'll stop you. Like, why didn't you stop him in the 20 <laughs> seconds that followed? Oh, man. No, and then right after that, he grabs Clark's girlfriend and flies
1: her to the moon. Literally into space. And and no spacesuit. She's screaming she's in space. She's fine. She's screaming and <laughs> breathing. She's totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Clark beats him up and takes her back to Earth. It's like, Well, glad you weren't in space for too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously, like Jesus Christ. Oh my God, it makes zero sense. But uh, honestly, like it's still fun.
0: That's what I mean. Is like all these <laughs> weird, terrible things we're describing are
1: hilarious. Oh, that, it's a it's a riot. A-
0: at, at its worst, this movie is like you're laughing and and like wondering what the f- where the fuck they could be going, with this. <laughs> yeah. and just like scratching your head, wondering why Clark is the way he is. Yeah. It's, um,
1: it's very interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. And there's a part that I think they just completely forgot about, too, where at the beginning, Clark is, like, at Smallville, and, like, they're selling the farm,
1: and this realtor comes by. Oh, what the fuck? Why was that scene there? That – oh, and he used – he ended up grabbing that thing – Oh, no! What did he use that for? No, it wasn't
0: for anything. I don't think.
1: Uh, yeah, because he ends up finding like this last piece that was supposed to be like oh, I guess. Well, the last that's remnants why he's of there, Krypton. But what's the realtor part
0: for? I don't know. And he goes back to his farm to get the kryptonite thing from the spaceship. That's. That's fine. We don't need any setup for that. Yeah,
1: because there was no lead up to why they were selling the farm. But
0: there's this really weird scene that we haven't described yet where he go. It's right in the beginning where he goes oh, yeah. back to the farm and he's like going through you know, the spaceship that he crashed in and getting the kryptonite and be like, oh, cool. This is where I stashed it. Yeah. And then he walks out and he notices the farm is being foreclosed on. And the old guy's like, well, we're going to build a, a super mall here. And Clark's like, no, this land should be for farmers. I'll so only sell
1: to- the people who are going to farm right. or whatever. Um,
0: and I'm like, okay, that's cool or whatever. you know. Um, but then... There's this is what comes, what's weird is what comes after it, because the dude's like, oh, I remember you, you little tyke, I grew up around these parts in Smallville, uh, oh, hey, look at this old stuff that, uh, Ma and Pa can't kept around, <laughs> yeah. and Clark's like, oh, hey, you see that old, uh, ball and mitt, and it's literally this moldy old, <laughs> uh, it's baseball. It's a black baseball. Yeah, it's like a fucking old baseball that should not be touched. No. And this glove that, for some reason, he puts his hand in, it's surprised there wasn't a scorpion in there, um... And Clark's like, you know what? Keep that. (laughs) What? <laughs> and the dude's like oh thanks I, I love playing ball yeah what the fuck is happening
1: and then he throws him a pitch that he like horribly swings at <laughs> no this it, the sequence for
0: sequence this is fucking hilarious yeah cause he, he's like oh you know what throw me a pitch <laughs> and I know why this scene is here oh yeah uh, cause he he goes and throws him a pitch and Clark like misses it wildly and spins around and yeah, falls down
1: just does the nerd whiff the
0: scene is there because Christopher Reeves is really good at playing Clark Kent and being clumsy yeah yeah But this is such an awkward place to put
1: that. It's so awkward. Why is he playing ball with the realtor who's foreclosing on his farm? (laughs) Why? And like, yeah, because they try to make it seem like... Why are they having a catch? (laughs) Yeah, they they try to convey that they're like small town buddies. Like, oh, I watched her grow up, little Clark. But it's like, (laughs) well, why are you like like being a foreclosing asshole on me right now
0: he he throws him one pitch he misses like ah that was fun and he gets back (laughs) in his truck by the way you got three days to move out
1: (laughs) (laughs) everything get all this shit off the lawn (laughs) oh god what the fuck it's so weird it's like so much of this movie was like
0: written in a vacuum oh yeah we're like this scene will make sense when the rest of the movie it's like it was written by like 12 different writers who each put a scene in the movie, and yeah. then they
1: tried to connect it together. They just kind of took a jumbled mess and kind of threw it together.
0: Like, oh, no, he can't be with Lois Lane. In my part of the movie, he's with this new journalist. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> we'll turn it into
1: this wacky scene. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... uh, I'm, I think am, those are my key notes. I am
0: happy we watched this movie because this is... This is a good a good thing to have in my mind library. This is something oh, that yeah.
1: must be witnessed to be believed. That's a good it's a good little chunk of film history. It, that that it is And, and Superman history because now <laughs> now I know. Yeah, so, it's it's a definitely a new barometer for Superman <laughs> movies. Honestly, this is going to be a hot take. This is my favorite of the four. Honestly, I'm it probably it maybe the first, but yeah, the it's first close. two.
0: Listen, I'm not I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to stand up here and just be a contrarian. I'm not stupid. The first two are better movies.
1: Yeah, but there are definitely parts that are like, all right, let's let's move on. No,
0: they're 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 better movies and they're good super Superman movies. Yeah, and Superman is good in them. Yep, but they're a little boring. Yeah, it's like a little you, you watching them and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm getting what I expected. Yeah. Um, this movie will shock you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> honestly, this
0: movie will—it twists and turns, and you're like, going to be on the edge of your seat, man. It's
1: compelling to an extent that I was not expecting. That's
0: what I mean. I was eyes glued on this on the screen, like For in, real. in a way I was not with any of the other three. No, definitely um, not. Despite the fact that they were better. <laughs> well, not. I like this one more. Yeah,
1: I. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. So you know what? I'm just going to say this one. This one is. Uh, this one stands alone it's a good movie even with it's 3.7 IMDB rating the, I which think. I won't argue with <laughs> oh I, no I can't argue with it but
0: also it's a good movie oh yeah <laughs> also you should watch also good movie recommended uh, highly recommended two thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> worth it uh, so yeah that was Superman yep. uh, we finished Action Comics we finished this so thankfully we're not gonna come back next time and do the Brian Singer stuff cause fuck that yeah um, I would I, I would just be uncomfortable watching Lex Luthor as Kevin Spacey. After yeah. Gene Hackman, he can't do that. No, no. He can't do that. It, that, that would Fuck just, that. It, that spoils it. Um, We'll leave it at Gene Hackman, and that'll be the Lex Luthor I remember. Uh, also, not Jesse Eisenberg. I was going to say, <laughs> we could move on to Jesse Eisenberg. So so far, we only have uh, Gene Hackman's the only Lex Luthor I enjoy. Well, of course, Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah, But that's yeah. animated, so yep. that's different. But we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um... That'll be it for our Superman stuff. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next time, but again, if you want to find out, follow us over on Twitter over at Agents of Podcast. Uh, but until then, uh, if you have an alter ego, make sure that you uh, tell all the people that you're dating and don't lie to them. <laughs> um, also, if uh, you're playing realtor with a uh, or if you're playing ball with a realtor,
1: f- weird. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> Although, honestly, now I'm thinking about it, he probably just gave him that crusty ball as like a kind of a slight. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was like filled with maggots and he yeah. Got I- like-
0: that could work. Oh no! This mitt's filled with scorpions. Help <laughs> me! Superman's like, ha ha. ha. Good. <laughs> and saw it coming. Oh, uh, yes. And also, if you're going to uh, fly your girlfriend through space, uh, give her a helmet. Yeah. Put that's an the at- takeaway. P- put an astronaut helmet on her. That's the takeaway. If you're gonna, <laughs> it's listen. It's a nice thing to show 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 your girl
1: space. Oh yeah. Give her a helmet. Remember show- remember space safety. It's space safety.
0: <laughs> uh, but that's it for, uh, for our episode this time. Goodbye, everybody. Until next time. See you later. Goodbye.